Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to another video and podcast from Fancy Football Scout. Today it's all about Sky Sports Fancy Football. There is £50,000 up for grabs for the winner. My name is Joe and joining me ahead of Game Week 27's fixtures in Sky is Luke. Luke, how are you? I'm good. A little bit little bit better this week in terms of the football, I thought. And certainly some of the games anyway. And yeah. Um, yeah, just a little bit more enjoyable. Uh, have my birthday on, on the 7th of oh, March, so buzzing birthday. about that as well. Oh, it's good stuff. And a haircut as well. <laughs> And another buzz, yeah. My haircut's <laughs> been absolutely ripped to pieces, um, as you can see. But yeah, all good. Um, looking forward to Man City. We're recording before Man yes. City versus Southampton. Mm-hmm. So looking forward slash dreading yeah. that tonight. Um, we'll captain yeah, whoever good. starts. And if none of them Pretty start, much. then I'm going to go for my Southampton assets. Um, so we've had quite similar game weeks. We'll have a look at our teams in a bit. Um, uh, but for different players. So with me, it's my continued investment in Southampton has helped. But with you, it's an audacious move down to um, to Aspilicueta in, um, which is a move I'd like to have done, but couldn't quite find a way earlier this week. Um, let's have a look at some of the latest tier two bonus and match of the match, uh, sorry, man of the match stars. And um, so man of the match, Craig Dawson, Neto, Havertz, Kane, Iheanacho, Bamiang, Martial and Che Adams um, were amongst those that I picked out there. Um, looking at that, I think West. Neto is interesting because I think we're going to want to look at Wolves soon. Craig Dawson is interesting at West Ham because he's got a goal in him. Um, so that's going to attract the attention of the man match people. In terms of passing tier two, I mean, it's, it's your familiar stories. It's basically Chelsea and City defenders. Uh, really, Hoiberg still there. It's all the familiar names. Diaz, Zinchenko, Stones, and then over at Chelsea, you've got Aspilicueta, Christensen, Sionchu. Uh, Leicester, obviously more expensive this season, but Leicester's fixtures um, um, get better. Um, uh, following a bit, of, there's a bit of a dip coming up with their fixtures. Then it gets much better again. So you know, on the radar, tackles tier two: Dan Burn, um, Castagna, Region, Lalana, uh, Armstrong, uh, and Lundstrom. I've, I've, I've mentioned some of those just because there's um, it's a Brighton Newcastle single match day coming up. Um, so those were lots of transfers who fancy taking the plunge on the south coast. Um, they could be uh, good ones there. Saves tier two, Pickford, Henderson, Johnston and Ramsdale. So I'm, I'm not personally interested in any of them, but worth mentioning. And shots tier two, this is a bit rubbish, Che Adams and Chris Wood. So there we go. I mean, out of those or any, any other sort of bonus 
stars of the week so far. Any, any caught your eye? To be honest, um, aside from obviously the City and Chelsea, which is a pretty obvious one, um, Craig Dawson is, is obviously fairly interesting. Mm. Uh, I didn't get any bonus apart from the man of the match, but just because he's so he's so damn cheap and obviously West yeah. Ham are so, are so good. Mm. Um, and like you say, he has got a goal in him. So he's, he's very much a good enabler. I feel like... Um, if you'd have gone with him at overhaul, for example, then that was a good time to sort of yeah. start with him and have him as an enabler. Now to then bring him in, I don't know, you don't really, I wouldn't say at this this business end, you don't really want to be start using transfers to bring in enablers unless obviously it's going to yeah. massively enable you something you really want and yeah. couldn't do. But at the moment, I can't see who that would be because it doesn't seem to be that many premium assets that are doing well. If anything, people are looking to shift the likes of Salah and et cetera. So um, I'm not sure where you'd need the money for. Uh, the only other one that I did think possibly is is Havertz yes um, yeah just because Chelsea's run coming up is obviously mm. fantastic we know he's got um well he comes with such a reputation he's been largely dreadful uh, but he looked good in this game and um you know deployed almost up front uh sort of just behind Werner but kind of rotating in and out and um yeah I just felt he looked really mm. good in that game so we kind of I think we're all lying up a Chelsea attacking asset for their run if we can is just trying to work out who and that is the problem I guess with Sky you don't want you really want to be bringing in a player who's likely to be rotated and they all kind of kind of seem to be on that on that wavelength at the moment of, of possibly being open to rotation so it's one to keep an eye on I wouldn't go there yet but um, if he starts to consistently play and obviously is returning points then I suppose we'll have to look at him because the other thing is just, it's just nice to have another midfielder who's close to that premium bracket who who could be an option because we don't have very money. So here's hoping. Yeah, Chelsea have a number of attacking um, permutations they can do. So they can go for false nine. They can get Werner, um, mm. you know, run it, running at a high line. You can get Giroud, annoying defences, you know, perhaps deeper, deep-lying defences. You've got all sorts of things you can do there. And Havertz is interesting. He's particularly interesting to monitor because I think he had COVID earlier in the, early in the year or late last year. And um, and from all accounts, that sort of set him back quite a lot. So, you know, that prevented him from being the player that he could be. And it, perhaps we might be seeing the player he should be. I don't know. You know, it's, as you said, it's one to monitor, isn't it? But meanwhile, mm. Aspilicueta is probably the one to get. Even Rudiger was, was um, shunted out for this particular match, which shows that no one, apart from Aspilicueta, is, is immune to that rotation. Yeah, given given Aspilicueta's age, I imagine you'll probably miss one coming up soon. Yeah. But he, uh, so far, I mean, along with along with Rüdiger, who I imagine will be straight back in. Um, they look the best bets, don't they? And um, c- considering there's only sort, I think there's not very much between. I think it's point one between them. I mean, yeah. obviously, in the, in that instance, you go for Aspilicueta now. Um, yeah. Originally, I went for Rüdiger simply because I wasn't sure Aspilicueta was nailed right at the beginning of his reign um, with Dan James, etc. But it looks like he. He pretty much is. So, uh, I mean, I don't know for sure, obviously, but Thiago Silva's on the bench. He looks yeah. like he's coming back as well. So, for me, it's probably if they do play that back three, it's Thiago Silva, Rudiger, and Aspilicueta yeah. that will, will play. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's possible that Zuma, Zuma was playing there to counter Calvert Lewin's threat. Um, mm. And Calvert Lewin was indeed deployed um, where he was, less, <laughs> less right up front, wherever Charleston was, to, you know, match whoever Chelsea put up in defence so um, there you go so it could be could be just a one-off for that Everton match and a particular personnel needed so let's have a look at your team um, and this 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 is sort of the team you're always you're always a couple of steps ahead of me that's probably why you know that's why Dan Cox calls you the godfather uh, in Sky because um, 
So yeah, you've done it again. So Azpilicueta on my radar, Rafina on my radar. I don't own them yet. So I'm still a step behind because st I'm still at the, ooh, Southampton have got lots of fixtures stage. So I'm looking to move off to them and move on to these players. So you've got Martinez in goal, Azpilicueta, this uh, City uh, trio of Stones, Cancelo, Diaz, Gundogan, Fernandez, Rafina, um, Kane. So you've got the Kane captaincy, which is... Um, must have been so frustrating for those that didn't get the Kane captaincy when you see a 46-point hole there. Um, Calvert-Lewin and Salah, so the two pointers there. So so looking at this, as I was saying, you're you're at the stage where I hope to be in a week or two. Um, but so so what are you what are you thinking for the for the following week or two? <laughs> um well obviously I've used more transfers than most, um, getting very low now. So to me, that team hopefully pretty much stays for a while. Mm. There are two fairly large problems in it at the moment, which are Calvert-Lewin and Salah. Um, yeah. I say problems. They can change very quickly, can't they? But mm. Salah's obviously got this game against Wolves coming up on the single match day. So no matter what, I'm keeping him for that. Uh, part of me feels like he might not even play when yeah. we get there now that um, he started last week and obviously Firmino and Mane were on the bench and obviously Jota's there. So it makes me feel like this week there's a good chance that mm. Salah's on the bench. Those yeah. two play with Jota. I really hope that's not the case. Yeah. In any case, I'll be holding him um, for that. They then have a really good run after that. So I don't know whether I'll be removing him even then, which, you know, his ridiculous run of two points has just been incredible. Yeah. It's gone on for so long now. And, um, you know, when when do you pluck up the courage to get rid of him, I guess you could say. Um, I don't know. So he may go at some point. Mm. And obviously, being 12 million, the most expensive player in the game, I can get anyone. So yeah. it really... If anything, it will come down to, well, who else is looking ridiculously good um, and I could move to at the moment. I don't see too many options. No. So he probably stays on that for those reasonings. For Calvert-Lewin, he's obviously got home to Burnley this week. Um, they've potentially got this extra game versus Villa chucked in somewhere. However, I do have Martinez yeah. um, as a cover for that one. So he is roughly the same price as a Chelsea defender. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm thinking probably at some point Calvert-Lewin will move to Thiago Silva when he starts playing the games mm. and I'll have that block defence mm, of three okay. City, two Chelsea which have got good runs and obviously they're all getting bonus points yeah. so that they're in my mind but when they actually happen is another matter because obviously Thiago Silva's not even fully back yet I mean that's, that's potentially change. if you captain a City or Chelsea asset they're playing different days and they all play you know just that block defence there that's potentially 70, 70 points a week just there yeah it's a very secure one isn't it because they're either going to get clean sheets and they're going to mm. massively haul for me or if they don't they're going to get passing bonus and I'm going to still eat away mm. at most people anyway the only the thing with City as well is a lot of people will start to move off of them because mm. the fixtures toughen up they've obviously been conceding the yeah. odd goal and then they've got Champions League mm. so yeah they might not play so if you if I had more transfers then as we move forward I would probably look to maybe mm. switch in a few other City uh, players yeah. out and, and bring in other players but I don't really have that luxury so I might just keep them and hope because ultimately they still may continue yeah. to be the best defenders in the game come the end of it. We just don't know. Yeah, especially in tough, tougher fixtures. You know, they mm. get those uh, those tiers. Um, yeah, I'm personally looking at Stones and Diaz keeping. Cancelo's the one I'm thinking of moving on. Um, although, you know, there is that upside. Um, mm. There's just so much competition. It's frustrating, isn't it? There's so much competition in those places. And, and yes, there is Nathan Ake, there is Laporte. But, you know, ultimately, Stones and Diaz are the best centre-back pairing there. Um, and Cancelo in and out and it's just very frustrating Gundogan will probably go for me as well um, but I'm, I'm waiting for April's fixtures really before I make 
those moves. I've got 14 oh. transfers left myself, so I can afford to wait. And I'm going to sort of assault April and, and May. But yeah, sorry, yeah. you were going to say something. No, I was just going to say that's a very good point that I, that I missed out is we are firing blind at the moment. Yeah. And those moves that I've said, are also the reason why I'm waiting, which I missed mm. out, was we don't have the fixtures and yeah. things can suddenly change very quickly. Mm. I might... There might be some obvious three for ones, and who yeah. knows, you know, captain days where I just don't have an option, mm. and things will suddenly change. So those in those with a lot of transfers now, the longer the information is withheld, I think it's good for you really yeah. because you can react to it mm. later on, whereas we really can't, um, or, or I certainly can't. Yeah. So yeah, things could, lot, still loads to play for, still loads of individual mm. captain days. As we've seen, some of these can be a massive letdown, i.e. Brighton, and some mm. of them can just be like twenty points, like Asper Laquera, and yeah. Um, you know the timing and, and which ones you pick will obviously help to go some way determining on how you finish and there's no rhyme or reason to a lot of them some you know largely it is luck sometimes you know yeah i mean I've, i'm um well i'll put my team up now because it's um so you so you've got 100 you're on 108 points is it no 20, 21 after us 121 120 points i mean that's that's a huge score there so the difference between me so i'm on um just over 100 106 points um, so the difference, the Aspilicueta move here. So this is this is what some people's teams may look like because they've got a bit of Southampton here. So I've got Martinez, Stones, Cancelo, Diaz, Vestergaard, Ward Prowse, who are captain for my 16 points. And that saw me, nice. that day saw me move up from 900 to 600 in the rankings. Wow. So it was huge doing that. Mm. And then I've, I've now currently moved back 100 because I had to captain Calvert-Lewin. And there was the Chelsea defenders, uh, people like yourselves. Um, so I'm, I'm sort of about 700. So I've, I've sort of moved up a stage. Um, so I've got Stones, Vestergaard, Cancelo, Diaz, Ward Prowse, Gundogan, Fernandez, and up front Kane, Calvert-Lewin, and Salah. So for me, I you know in that hastily scribbled together plan that I showed you a couple of weeks ago, I'm still on it really. Um, mm. Whichever Southampton player I dislike the most is going to become Rafina. In, for that a single match day that Leeds have, I'm probably mm-hmm. going to skip um, Brighton Newcastle, isn't it? I'm probably yeah. going to skip that. Um, just take take a risk because um, I, I I want long term neither of those assets. Dubravka possibly would be in my thoughts, but I've got Martinez, so you know can't really compete at the moment. No, no. So for me, one of Vescard Ward Prowse is going to go for Rafina. Ward Prowse is probably going to go for someone like Antonio or just someone around that price. Calvert Lewin, I'll be looking to move on, probably for Aspilicueta. Um And then Salah, as you said to anyone, mate, and I don't know. I mean, I might go for someone like Jota, um, a differential there. I might go for a Bamiang if he's looking good. Um, but once again, yeah. it's all going to depend on those fixtures. So we are we're going blind into it at the moment, and uh, need those fixtures. Yeah, and the other the other names I think to keep an eye on in the coming weeks is is City have basically won the league now, haven't they? Yeah. The Champions League's done, and normally I wouldn't advocate getting these players in Sky at all because they're not nailed. But the likes of Aguero and Mares and mm. people like that that I feel will start to get more game time yes. in the league. Yeah. Uh, particularly Mares, I'm not sure. I, I honestly don't know if Aguero is even close. Still, yeah. I, th- I feel like all the noises. He's. I mean, he said he said something Pep recently in the press. We at the moment we can't give Aguero minutes just for minutes' sake. In other words, yeah. he's just nowhere near the level we required to actually yeah. win. So I can't just be building up his fitness because we're going to lose games if we play him. That's pretty much what he's saying. I think he's he's reached that moment that elderly. I say elderly. Elderly strikers <laughs> oh. reach. Veteran strikers reach where they 
you know, like um, who's who's the guy at Real Madrid? Raúl at Real Madrid, yeah, amazing striker. And then gradually, you know, sort of substitute suddenly not in the eleven. When's he going to play again? And then it's just it's quite sad to see, but it just sort yeah. of age catches I think up. Particularly on him. the the type of player that he is, you know, just quick acceleration, mm. low center of gravity. Like he's basically a little powerhouse, isn't yeah. he? So he relies heavily on his on his body being right. And yeah. um, over the years, I think he's probably just taken his toll. He's obviously still got that ridiculous finishing, but um, yeah. but yeah, he may have lost part of it. But anyway, the, the moral was that um, if if keep an eye on Man City's lineups over the next few weeks, yeah. and if Mares is starting in the league, then there's the sort of differential yeah. where if you're chasing, I feel like Mares coming into your mid because it's, again, it's a midfielder, and there's not many of them. He is one to keep an eye on. I think. Yeah, last year and the the um, you know when when uh, Premier League resumed. Um, Mares was in my my differential B team, which suddenly started to overtake my main team, um, and that was the one where I went for Antonio as well. So it can pay off pay, getting getting those those low owned, um, possibly possibly good options for the captaincy as well. Um, if you want to want to brave, go against the masses, which I'm increasingly want to do in this game. I'm following yeah. what I should do too much and. So, for example, the Ward Prowse captaincy with a three hundred rank. It's a good track. example. That is, yeah. If you if you can nail these captains that aren't owned by yeah. you know, 80, 90 percent yeah. of the top one k, then you will notice a massive difference on that day. Now, it's very hard to get them, and often, I mean, Kane was an example this week. If you went away from Kane trying to do that, then you got instantly punished. Yeah. So, picking your timing of when to do it is obviously key, and you won't always get it right. But um, you know, if, if you're in the lower ends of the of the leaderboard or a bottom of your mini league or whatever, you've got to start doing them now. I think and just rely on, and just hope yeah. because you know if you just play safe the whole way, yeah, you'll steadily rise, but you're not going to rise enough. No, and so so if for example like yourself, you're in the top thirty or twenty one or so in the rankings. Yeah, so I'm thirty first, I think. In order to win it, <laughs> you you will need to make be a bit different yeah. with at least a couple of those moves. Um, for me, at a you know. Bouncing between seven hundred, six hundred, and a thousand, I'm going to need to make different moves. You know, I, I can't if I just copy what what everyone you know in the top hundred is doing. I'm never going to get there. <laughs> so um, no, we can st- you can steadily go there and wait for others to make the mistakes. But ultimately, if I played that way and got lucky the whole way, I'd probably move up to something like you know 12th or something if I did really good so I'm gonna have to with my, in my position I can probably leave it a little bit later or pick those opportunities and maybe do two or three and just hope they absolutely bang ultimately I'm only something like 80 I think I'm 80 points or 74 points off of first place okay. but um to overtake everyone there and then stop everyone else below me overtaking as well is is you know it's a nice dream but it's nigh on impossible unfortunately so you're entering into Werner captaincy a Bamiyang captaincy yeah, exactly. territory and it's not yeah. a world that I'm prepared to go just yet no. um let's have a look at the fixtures and again week 27 um because we've got some we've got four captaincy days which is great so friday newcastle against villa martinez captain i presume um but they did the same thing won't any more about that if you've got martinez captain him there you go because newcastle haven't got anyone up front uh, they've no. got joe ellington so if you think joe ellington's going to score against villa then there <clears> you go um uh, i also on that note i probably wouldn't 
even though it's probably a bad game, um, the fact that Villa have got the extra games and everything mm. is probably a time, if you haven't already, to jump on a Villa asset anyway, yeah, yeah. because they could get a clean sheet there and then they've got the extra games. Yeah. So whoever that be, I mean, I think Martinez is the best, but if you don't go Martinez, then obviously there's Conta and all the other people yeah. that could do a job. So yeah. um, Moving on to the Saturday, a um, bit of a tricky one, actually. You've got Leeds-Chelsea, Palace against West Brom, Everton-Burnley, Fulham against City. So City's the eight o'clock kickoff. So if you're going to... Yeah captain of City asset you've got to wait all day <laughs> to find out not only that play. they play Mauricio Gladbach in yeah. uh, two, two or three days after that um, so, so for me that is not a game to, to risk the Man City captain on unfortunately because no. they'll probably be the best option like you said on the day um, that's going to be a problem for me I might I may go for Calvert-Lewin um, I don't have any Leeds or Chelsea at the moment um and I don't particularly want to hop off my Southampton assets ahead of the Sunday, which we'll come to in a sec. Mm. So I think I'm I'm either going to go just for Diaz at City and hope for the best or risk it on Cavaloon. But um, I'm running a risk there. For you, I would imagine Aspilicueta. Get him on. Well, the <laughs> thing is, against Leeds, the teams with the, that often get passing bonus don't get it because mm. they obviously just okay. play like a basketball game. However, Chelsea are so good at it at the moment. Mm. I wonder if maybe they can. Um, and it's on Leeds' pitch, which is all over the place, isn't it? At the moment, I assume mm. it'll still be in the same state. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not sure. To be honest, Calvert-Lewin probably stands out for me for one last hurrah. It's home to Burnley. Burnley yeah. have been generally pretty shocking at home. And... I just hope he can get something. Um, I think it's safer than playing with a Man City asset. Yeah. You know, if you could, t- obviously, if you tell me Diaz starts now, I'd just go with him because it's probably another ten pointer, isn't it, to twenty? <laughs> probably. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. So yeah, I think I'll probably have to do the same reluctantly. And you know, this is going to be one. Of, this is this will really hammer home the need for Cavalier to move away <laughs> from my team. Always oh, said something else then. But yeah, he, he, need, he needs to go away. <laughs> um, uh, so moving on to the Sunday. Southampton, Brighton, Leicester, Sheffield United, Arsenal against Tottenham, Manchester United, West Ham. And I'm, I'm going to bring forward um, a question from Dan Cox, who says, who does the Godfather, that's you, think he'll captain Sunday, Bruno or Kane? So this is quite a tricky one. Um, they're the standouts. Which one? Yeah, it is tricky. Um, mine will probably be Bruno because um, Bruno Fernandez plays on a day. Bruno Fernandez is my captain, is my general rule. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and he is playing on this day, so therefore he will be my captain. Mm. Uh, Kane's got a great record against Arsenal. I don't doubt he can do well mm. in that game. But I, Arteta seems to do set up his team in particular way for the big games. And I still feel like that one could be quite tight. Mm. I don't know. You don't and, and know Bruno, what's going to happen. It's, that's the point, no, is it? You don't know no, exactly. who's going to score. Well, if it's going to be high scoring, you would imagine that Kane and Aubameyang are going to be there, but it could be nil-nil. Yeah, I, I feel like Kane will probably hopefully get something, mm. but I just feel Man United with with the game against West Ham. West Ham are obviously very solid and mm. will, will probably um, look to be quite defensive and then counter. Um and I don't doubt they doubt they do a good job. The thing with Man United is so tricky with them because we're so Jekyll and Hyde mm. as well. I mean, awful against Palace, and then absolutely fantastic against Man City. Yeah. And what are we going to get this time? But um, Bruno Fernandez has God's gift of finding points somewhere, yeah. doesn't he? So yeah. uh, I'm just going to stick it on him and, and leave it as that. I think. Um, I'm either going to do going back to my original point, my team. Either I'm going to captain Ward Prowse 
against the absolutely diabolical defence of Brighton, who are XGC champions, but find a way to concede, and they still not great as set pieces. So you see, for me, if I wanted to be different, this is the because it's a, as you say, it's a tough game for Manchester United. Yeah. This is the moment where I'll put my balls on the line. <laughs> really, <laughs> I genuinely feel like this today, uh, that day, actually, probably the best captain is someone like Soyuncu. Mm. I mean, home to Sheffield United yeah. is generally passing bonus for most teams, like yeah. and Leicester. Even though they don't, they're not playing that way because they don't have Madison and Pereira, exactly, etc. They usually have more on the ball when they've got those guys mm. on the pitch. But I feel like they probably will get it there. Pereira's another one. Yeah. I just feel like, I mean, I'd like to say Vardy, but he's just been absolutely shocking for ages. Mm. Um, uh, who's the guy in midfield? Tielemans, even. I, yeah. I feel like that's that's a I, game in my to in my third Sky team, which Sky have given us this season. Um, I've got Tielemans there, and I'm probably going to captain him that day. Yeah. Um, I think it's to give it a go. We say we're going to run out of these opportunities to be different to everyone else. Mm. When you look at this week and you feel like if you've got Bruno Fernandes and you've got Kane and we still can't pick between them and they are both tricky games, then there is an opportunity there mm. for, for the people who are chasing. I, I don't recommend that anyone near the top particularly does no, it. But, I think I... Um, you know, Soyuncu in his captain or Pereira or something like that. I mean, that's that's got all, all you know, potential all, all over it. Yeah, definitely. So, yeah, that this is a day, a tempting day for those like me who are sort of in the top thousand but not the top hundred to, to be a bit different, dare to be different. Um, Monday, the 15th of March, is Wolves against Liverpool. Um, I actually think they're probably Neto... <laughs> And Patricio are probably the better options here, but we've all got we've all got Salah, so it's just going to captain Salah. Um, if Salah's not, so here's here's what might happen though: you get the team sheet, and Salah's not on it, so Salah's on the bench or just not even mm. in the squad. What what would we do there? Do we go without a captain, or just we say right, this is the moment, Salah's got to go, and we know we're going to want Wolves soon. Yeah, I mean, again, if if you were. If you were fairly high on track, I mean, Wolves have just got a fantastic run. Mm. So, I, you know, if I was high on transfers, I would be tempted to bring Neto in. Not necessarily for Salah, just I would probably look to get Neto in mm. um, and, and probably just leave him in for the rest of the season because he is a, another like Bruno Fernandes yeah. who just seems to have God's gift of picking up points. Not quite to the same mm. level, but he'll just, and usually only a minor, like he'll get a man of the match in a game he doesn't deserve. It will get one assist, mm. he'll get shots on yeah. target in one game. You know, usually these midfielders, I've called them two-point machines in the past who look good but don't generally return points, but he he manages to do yeah. it. Um, so, yeah, getting Neto in for that game is obviously decent. The problem is they blank the next week, but so does a lot of teams. So, so, so some, does Salah. Yeah, a lot of people will be put off. But after that, their run is pretty good. So, yeah, in that circumstance, for me, I won't. I don't have the transfers to get Neto. I'm probably just going to leave that. If, if Salah's on the bench, then he'll just be my captain, and I hope yeah. he'll come on and do something. Because to be honest, even if he started right now, they'll probably end up with a similar score, it yeah. seems. So, uh, yeah, that, that would be my... And if you just don't have anyone at all, and you don't want to do Neto for whatever reason, I, I think you can avoid it. I think we've probably got a question yeah. on that. But Yeah. I mean, I mean I, they blank I, the next week I, For well. me, if I see that team sheet and Salah's not on it, I'm really tempted to make that Ward-Prowse to Neto move. So moving off Marcel Hampton gradually, I can yeah, still I, you, I can yeah. still do Vestergaard to Rafina. I know I'm going to want a Wolves asset. I know I'm not going to want to get rid of Martinez for Patricio. So for me, it's just it's just going to be logical. I think Cody at Wolves is another one to consider um, because he's being told by the management to get in attacking roles, and it and it turns out he's actually a really good attacking <clears> centre back which I don't think he knew for the last decade or so, however long he's been playing. 
Um, so Connor Cody is another one um, on the on the watch list. So let's have a look at some of these questions that we got from the community. Um, yeah, uh, Amigo Don, if you could p only pick one captain for this coming weekend, who would that be? That's quite a good question because there's not a lot of, it's not great for captains this weekend. No, I mean, I, I'm assuming you means taking into account the match days as well. Yeah, um, just, just it's sort of going against the sky rules. Just if there was only one captain, who would, who would it be? Because it indicates who could be good. I mean, the very, very boring and safe answer would be just to go Bruno Fernandes, but yeah. um, I don't want to say that. Um, to be honest, I think the, probably the most likely one of returning you decent points is Martinez. Mm. I know that's yeah. stupid, but, yeah. but Friday away to Newcastle, Martinez is captain. It looks like a nine-pointer to 18, and if mm. he gets any saves at all, then then it's, it seems pretty secure. Nearly every other game, I, I don't know who's going to either play or or are they quite hard to call. Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, probably Martinez. <laughs> yeah, no, I I agree actually. I mean, looking at that, just on paper, Newcastle's got poor attack. Martinez is getting you know ten, eleven points just for turning up. Mm. So yeah, great captain. Um, the only thing I will say is Villa have looked like in every game I've watched they should have conceded like two or three goals. Yeah. They're somehow surviving. Yeah. But it, this is based off of just how bad Newcastle are, and they've got no attackers. Mm. But I wouldn't be surprised if they put us through the ringer again, Villa, because there's been. You know, so many times they should have conceded, but they just—they're not doing it somehow. They just everything's off the line or whatnot. Yeah, it's incredible. I know, I know. It's just, it's tough, but yeah, no, I think I think you're right on paper. The Villa defence against Newcastle. Um, Mikey, U asks if you had no cover for Brighton against Newcastle. That's coming up um, the following game week. Is it worth a transfer to get, for example, Dunk, Sanchez, or Veltman? He says, I think I'm skipping it. <laughs> After reading out the names of players that you could get, he says, I'm going to skip it. Um, that's the same the same rationale I've gone through. I got rid of Sanchez for Martinez. I'm happy I've done that. And I don't care about this match at all. <laughs> no. Yeah, I luckily didn't go with any Brighton on overhaul, despite mm. them having three captain days. Now, I think that's worked out more on luck than yeah. judgment because... We saw Dunk score a free kick that should have been allowed. Mm -hmm. There's numerous. I mean, some of the games Brighton have had in the last few weeks have just been ridiculous, as you know. Um, <laughs> could have been so different. So, yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll be skipping it. Um, my answer there would be: Do you want a player from one of those teams moving forward? Um, I suppose if you've got 15, 20 transfers sat there, then why not? You may as well use one for a day because ultimately, I think I think Brighton will keep a clean sheet on this day, and I think it probably will be a twenty pointer for Dunk. Yeah. However, I'm not prepared to use a transfer and then transferring back out two transfers yeah. to get the 20 points suddenly doesn't make it worth it so answer yourself do you have an absolute abundance mm. or um do you want a brighton asset moving forward because to me i think brighton's next two or three games i, can't, I think they're pretty tough after that one yeah. if i looked uh well let me just have a look now yeah way to man united oh, they've got an awful run they've got an awful run um but that happened yeah, i think have. a couple of seasons ago i think i think it was a couple of seasons ago where they had this awful run as well towards the end and then they just kept drawing or beating the likes of Manchester United and Arsenal and Tottenham and and these yeah. kind of things happened. So I wouldn't be necessarily put off with that because their underlying stats, they're just not <laughs> fulfilling their potential. <laughs> Don't talk about underlying stats. Their underlying stats are ridiculously good, so they're not fulfilling their potential. But I think mm. with Tarek Lamptey out, Veltman is assured to play. So if, you, mm. if you're going to get a Brighton player in and you want to just keep them for some reason... <laughs> I'd be more tempted Felt if Wilson was suddenly in the starting yeah. lineup for that game to bring him in just because he's different. And again, he's, despite having bad games, mm. Newcastle being generally pretty yeah. poor, 
he's got the gift of picking up points and the, the next few games aren't aren't particularly good but it's a it's a different option but again these are more for chasers for me it's just a complete ignore it i'm not spending two transfers on the chase of 20 points because it could not be 20 points no and i i think there's more chance of you not getting 20 points again 20 points with, with like your move oh. to aspilaqueta that was that was you can you you're likely to get 20 points if you captain them for a single game day Lewis Dunk maybe, maybe 5 and then so maybe you're getting 10 no, I, th- I think he's fairly nailed for it but I just wouldn't spend 2 on 20 yeah, but yeah. I've, I've been saying that for a lot of the games of Brighton that Dunk's yeah. pretty nailed for it and it just hasn't happened so who knows yeah. Um, so yeah this is a good question from Lou G so this comes from a lot of a lot of people who've been used to FPL Fantasy Premier League are new to Sky this season so they've, they've got to sort of get your head around a different way of playing um, but so Lou G says he's new to Sky this year and he's still trying to get his head around the best strategy. How should we view blank game week 28? So limited fixtures week 20, uh, 28. And is the aim to have around nine players? So we're still thinking FPL here, um, like in FPL, or should um, we have um, something else in mind that week too? I mean, I guess the way of looking at it is don't think of it in game weeks. Just think of it in days, a succession of days. The whole season is one giant game week. That's why I think of it. Um, but is, is that the best way of thinking of it? Yeah, I just whatever I've got, I'll go with. Hopefully, mm. I've got a captain for each day. I don't for the Saturday. Uh, on paper, right now, I have for the Friday yeah. and Sunday. Obviously, injuries could change that. And um, for me, it's more about volume of games. You, you know, come the come the end mm. is, is all that matters, and it doesn't necessarily matter in that individual <laughs> week. Now, if you ask me, would I like more players than most on those days? Obviously, I would. Um, but I'm not prepared to use transfers in and out. With with FPL, it's different because obviously they're bracketed, and then you can use the tran- the free transfer yeah. in and out, which doesn't really affect things particularly. Um, so for me, it's volume of games. So when we get to that day, I'm pretty sure Villa will still be two games behind most of the people. Mm. So um, you know, if you haven't got Villa assets or you've got some players in your team that you don't particularly like, you could you could look to Villa that day because yeah. then obviously you're going to benefit moving forward as well. That's the kind of way I would look at it rather than. Rather the individual day, I'd look at the volume of games and Villa obviously tick that box, but it's about it really. Um, yeah. Otherwise, just roll with whatever you've got. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's look at when you're when you're looking at the um, the fixture page on Sky. Look at game week twenty seven, which we just looked at, then twenty eight, then twenty nine, and then have a think about some of the players you might want, and just think long term because you know limited limited transfers. So yeah, going going in with you know whatever. Night. You don't have to go in with a certain amount of players. It's, it's going to be an incredibly low-scoring week. I mean, yeah. mo- most of the top top uh, like one K or whatever will have one or two leads. Maybe mm. they'll have maybe a Brighton asset, yeah. and then possibly Antonio. And then on the on the Villa game, they'll probably have Kane, and they'll probably have Martinez, mm. and maybe not more than that. So Kane, Martinez, Antonio, Dunk and Bamford slash Rafinha are basically yeah. the only five players that'll yeah. pretty much be in play. And if you've got a few of them, then yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, it's just about getting a captaincy um, most days. But as we've, as we've said, some days you can might as well not have a captain because uh, they're just <clears> teams <throat> you don't particularly want to target. Um, yeah. S- Stephen Wright asks, um, it's my first season playing. Um, what differences has there been this COVID-ravaged season compared to the normal Sky Fantasy season? And has it been easier or harder to navigate? He guesses harder. But, I mean, he's just coming to it new. So um, I haven't found Sky that hard. I found Sky more enjoyable this season I don't know about you um, yeah I've got, I think I've got a fairly in-depth answer on this um, yeah. for me so what's different for a start is we just had more individual 
mm. captain days than we've probably ever had yeah. before. Um, I mean, I don't have the stats on it, but I think Ian Parron suggested as much, and he knows his stuff. Mm. Sorry, <clears throat> need choking to death here. <laughs> um, so I suppose it depends what kind of player you are. If you're a casual this season, oh, casual, I hate that word. If you're not super engaged, mm. this season is incredibly tough because you've got limited transfers and you've got ridiculous amounts of captains to cover. So you do have to do a bit of planning mm. and we haven't always had that information. You have to have patience mm. because sometimes you might not have people. You have to actually log in every day to set your captains yeah. pretty much um, based on lineups. So that is all geared towards a casual being pretty bad, I think. Mm. And it is more geared towards the pros. So the more difficult it is in that regard, the better it is for us engaged managers. And I think that is reflected in the top 100 yeah. leaderboard because right now, I can't remember a season where we've had so many sort of well-known good Sky players already in the top 100 come like Christmas. Normally come the end of the season, you've got the majority of them end up there. But most of us have been in and around that yeah, area. I recognise most of the names when I look at the top 50 <clears throat> of top 100. So that speaks volumes to me that it's actually easier for the for the more experienced managers this mm. season than most because of the amount of chaos, really, that's yeah. caused the casuals. There's just a big divide now. The game is very... It is hands-on and it's not hands-on because obviously you can set captains and it, you, you can only spend 10 minutes, but you need to know what you're doing. And yeah. um, that's why I like the game because it rewards yeah. that level of attention quite often. Yeah, I, I mean, the two points I, I want to make is what, one is is the, the challenge has been you're not getting those advanced fixtures because, you know, you've got various things like will we know fans be let in? And, you know, so the, 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 and the TV scheduling has been much more important, yeah. obviously. So we're not sure about the schedule. So like we were talking about earlier, we don't know about April's fixtures. So so some transfers we can't can't make. So that's that's difficult. You you know, it helps with planning and we can't plan that far in advance. But the other reason I found it easier just because it's been more enjoyable because it's so difficult when you've got these these um so many more injuries because of the schedule and you've got you've got I mean definitely earlier this season in January you know, actual COVID cases amongst players as well, counting them out. And it's very frustrating in a format like Fantasy Premier League where you've got your deadline on the Friday or the Saturday and you can't make any changes until the following Saturday. And you're just stuck. You're stuck with these just players that can't play. Whereas in Sky, every day you can make those changes and you can make those decisions. And even if that change isn't a transfer, it's just changing the captaincy. And you can mm. feel much more, so I feel much more engaged with Sky. Even You're though, in control a little bit more, I'm aren't Much you? more in control, even though, you know, my, my I've, I've been higher before in the rankings, um, but I'm still okay, top thousand. Yeah. And um, I've just, I almost don't mind where I finish, but I, can, I will finish this Sky season saying that I've enjoyed it more than Fantasy Premier League because of that, yeah. that control. I agree. And also, the other thing is there's just more viable options in Sky mm. because of the nature of the game, the yeah. way they play their bonus yeah. points and everything else. So when it comes to FPL, you maybe in each team, you've got maybe one, possibly yeah. two viable assets from each team, mostly. Mm. Sometimes zero. Whereas in Sky, yes, there's still a smaller bank of players involved. It's yeah. always the way fantasy works. But, yeah. you know, you, you've got multiple players you yeah. can look at. Who the hell would ever captain Asper Laqueta, for yeah. example? I mean, they just wouldn't do it, would they, in yeah. FPL? And, uh, yeah, that adds to it, I think. Genuinely have a, an issue some weeks. If Spurs have a tough game, you think, well, should I captain Hoiberg or Kane? You, know, you can't do that in <laughs> fantasy Premier League. Can't have that joy. Um, let's move on with these questions. Tom Hartnell, um, he's going to be uh, doing Aspilicueta. Um, he's going. Um, he wants to get Aspilicueta in for dunk as soon 
as that captaincy day for Dunk is done. So he's keeping hold of Dunk for that Brighton-Newcastle game mm-hmm. at the cost of not getting Aspilicueta in, who he's earmarked for that place. Um, he can't wait to get rid of him. Um, would you recommend a Chelsea defence double? Well, this goes back to the beginning of the, the programme. Um, mm. If so, who would you pick to partner Aspilicueta? That's exactly what you're planning, isn't it? Chelsea double up. I think so, because City had it for a period and probably may still continue it. Mm. The bonus points plus clean sheet thing is is a thing in Sky. Uh, the passing mode, I mean, Liverpool last season, it dictates how your season goes more often than not. And right now, Chelsea look un- unbelievable in that area. So they're, they're the new hot property. Mm. And perhaps, I mean, you could say that we've been slower jumping on it. I think the way their fixtures have fallen and they didn't have any captain days, it's turned some of the experienced managers away. I mean, I myself removed Rudiger to cover some captain days with Calvert-Lewin where I'd have just left him in it would have been much better off. Hmm. Um, so yeah, I'm looking at the double up and it will be Thiago Silva for me simply because when he has been fit, he has always been there hmm. as far as I can tell. Yeah. Um, my only concern right now is maybe he's not fully fit. He was on the bench, etc. So we just have to wait for it. But all things being well, I think he's probably the, the answer to go with Aspilicueta. Um and he's the best for passing. Mm-hmm. I think he's the best for passing in the entire league, actually, yeah. better than any Man City defender as well. So yeah, it does always seem to be on the bonus. <clears throat> he's on like a hundred passes in some games. So yeah, uh, all over Thiago, I think. Um Hornet, um it's not really a question, just sort of, you know, adding to that discussion really. He's saying he's, he's uh, he came off Aspilicueta for Dunk. Um two captain games uh, ago, worth of go, and he's proving to be a mistake. As predicted, exclamation mark, why do we do these things? Blind hope. <laughs> so this, that, that just sums up the life of a Sky manager. These, you make these decisions. Um, Dave, yeah. simple goal. Um, he says, with 15 transfers left, where is the best opportunity for me to attack? And he also supplements that with moving Man City players on could be the way after Saints um, or perhaps waiting after the Fulham game. So there is a hop off point at some point for City. And to do else, so two questions there. So when to move off City, and who are the players to bring in to you know attack attack the rest of the season? Well, he's got a lot of transfers there. Um, I definitely wait until after Fulham. I do think they'll heavily rotate against Fulham, but they might not. And either way, I know Fulham are a tougher team, but it still feels like in that game it could be a one or two nil. I feel like every game at the moment is basically two nil City. It doesn't always work yeah. out that way, as Man United showed. But I think that's like the blanket. This will be a two nil City is virtually every game. So. Um, the problem I've got there really is that after um, game week 28 and obviously 29 where they don't play, we don't actually have any fixtures. So I don't have any options to give you as to who to hop on or hop off um, because we don't have those. So after Fulham is probably the way to do it. And mm-hmm. there's not there's not that many teams. But with that many transfers, I'd say for him, the best way to attack is simply now just to look at the fixtures and who's got teams to fight for. I mean, he knows what, simple, he knows what he's doing. Um, yeah. And with that many transfers, you're in that luxury position where, you know, the likes of Neto, the likes mm. of West Ham assets, um, you know, the likes of even Bale, for example, won't be different. A Leicester defender. Mm. Uh, Arsenal have got a fantastic run. So the likes of Saka and Aubameyang, if you want to chance them. There's these guys at the top. The top teams are not going to go for very, very much, I would have said, because they're a little bit riskier mm. and they probably don't want to use their transfers because they're probably a little bit um, low on them. And if you've got 15, why not? Yeah. I mean... It, I can't, what are the other opportunities? I don't really see any right now. Obviously, when we have the fixtures, that may change. But um, rest assured, as soon as we have the fixtures mm. and everyone's got the same information and we look at it, um, what you think is going to be a good plan or a differential is probably what everyone else is thinking of as well. Yes, yeah. yeah, so <laughs> it's getting ahead of that or doing something. A bit it's different. getting ahead of it. So yeah, so for me, with 15 transfers after the Fulham game, you would probably look to bring in. I mean, 
I know Vestergaard's not been great so far, and he's owned by quite a lot, but Southampton do go on a yeah. great run after that. Mm. So maybe you can start looking at some Southampton assets yeah. uh, as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's tricky right now without the information to get mm. to, to add to that. But I think I think um, I mean I'm in a similar position as Dave there. Um, I've got I've got 14 left, and um, yeah, I'm I'm looking at players like Antonio Neto. These are players where I don't need to see captaincy days for these players. I know that they've all got they've got good fixtures, and I know that they're potential captain. But you know, even if I don't captain them that particular day, I'm going to get points from them. Um, so, yeah. um, and especially when you've got the likes of Salah, Calvert Lewin. To a lesser extent, Vestergaard as well. I would say I'm not sure about Vestergaard. I want to be seeing more tears for him, and he's giving me tears instead. <laughs> um, FPL Fish, <clears throat> when's the best jump on point for Fulham? So reversing it around, um, he has no cover for the Fulham Leeds fixture as he been Bamford, and I'm gonna I'm gonna make this a guy Welsh, um, Adaraboyo, <laughs> and uh, as a Fulham asset there, um, and then hold for the season. Um, but is there an early entry versus um, is, I'm not sure what he's talking about here but early entry versus a City player so he's, so he's looking at yeah does he go for a Fulham player before the City game I think what he's essentially saying um, but I think, it, I think it's, if it's an attacker if it's Lookman or someone like that then then why not just pick up your probable two points might be more but you may as well get them um, if it's a defender I probably wouldn't because they're more they're probably likely to concede um, yeah. uh, Adoribio, um, I think. Let's make him Welsh. Adoribio. Adoribio is um, is uh, is good for passing, isn't he? Will he get it at home to Man City? I mean, that's a tough ask, isn't it? Mm. Maybe, but yeah. I wouldn't have thought so. Yeah. So, um, unless he, because he's obviously extremely cheap, allows you to do another transfer that you want yeah. to do on Sunday, then maybe. But to me, I, I think you would just. I would look at the lineup. You get to see the lineup. I mean, who knows? He could get injured versus City. This is the other thing. You make your move, and then look when Riley Wire gets injured. Yeah. Was it worth the two points in moving early? Sometimes just foregoing two points and yeah. having more information is is more beneficial because yeah. I can tell you now. There's times when I've done this and it has backfired. Yeah. Uh, um, you know, you can never you can never say for sure no, that, that won't happen. I'm waiting for the fixtures before I decide on Fulham, but I'm I'm not averse to going there um, because they are playing no. well. But Adarabio has just been unreal. I mean, he is basically the best enabler in the game right now by a distance. Um, Yeah. Uh, Fanto Mantle asks, if you don't have cover for Wolves Liverpool, do you skip or buy Salah? So I think think we decided that, um, yeah, it's, it's, you know, don't buy him. (laughs) If you've got him, captain him. I'd get Neto if you want him longer term. Otherwise, I wouldn't wouldn't do anything. They blank next week, then then play away to Arsenal the week afterwards, which is not good. And even it doesn't matter what the fixtures are. Liverpool are that dreadful right now. That in why are you going to spend twelve million on someone who's just been that poor? I mean, you just uh, just click Salah. Look yeah. past those past twenty games. I know that doesn't necessarily mean anything for the future yeah. and you can turn around, but I don't know how you could ever advise anyone to buy him right now. Um, Alex Brown, um, final question here. Um, Calvert Lewin should be gone. Um, he's sick of him blanking. <laughs> but as 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 we we mentioned. He's worth keeping for the for the captaincy day this weekend because City are too much of a risk. And Calvert-Lewin, you know, if you... Home to Burnley. Mm. Home to Burnley, so you never know. Also, I think I was talking to Ben Crabtree, who's an Everton fan, and has won FPL um, on the Scoutcast this week. And he was saying um, that, that he thinks it's, it's... And a lot of Everton fans think it's mainly around Rodriguez being out. 
Um, it is why Calvert Lewin is being asked to play a bit further on the on the on the in a wider role, and it's Richarlison, and to sort of make space for Richarlison, and we are indeed seeing that Richarlison is is scoring. So Sigurdsson's taking more of a creative role um, with Rodriguez out, and Calvert Lewin sort of the big bloke who gets in everyone's way role, <laughs> which is which is great. Ashley Barnes, yeah, the, so which is great if you're an Everton fan. Um, but not so great if you want him in, <laughs> to do well in Sky. So he's, no. a, he's, a, he's a wait and see potentially because once Rodriguez is back, it's possible that he moves up front and then, then you're getting a goal a game, man. <laughs> so Yeah, I think it also comes down, Ancelotti's just a fantastic manager mm. and he, he try, a lot of these top guys, and we've seen it recently with Jose and, mm. and sticking in Bale and people doubling up on Grealish and all sorts of stuff. You know, when things aren't quite working, they they have to find an alternative and try to keep their yeah. opponents guessing. And everyone thinking Calvert Lewin's going to be in the six yard box heading it down. They prepare for it, and suddenly he's not there. And you know, this is the kind of thing that's been pointed at Klopp recently, isn't it? You've got to try and find another way to play, mate, because yeah. it's not working. Yeah. And uh, I guess he's trying, but it's not just happening. So things can change again quickly because Everton are home to Burnley, then they've got a blank. So yeah, I can see why you'd want to move him. But then they're home to Palace, who are arguably the worst side in the league at the moment. Yeah. So that stinks of Calvert-Lewin punishing because suddenly <laughs> yeah. he could be back up top in the number yeah. nine position. Uh, James Rodriguez could be back and he's hitting two or three goals. Mm. Um, so I, I'd be inclined to maybe hold him for a couple more, maybe. Um, yeah. And then and then reassess. I well, think d- definitely because it's not. I don't look at Calvert Lewin and I think, oh, Calvert Lewin's rubbish. He's off form. But when I look at his lack of points, I just think he's in a different role for the team, and it just it just yeah. doesn't benefit fantasy managers. Well, I come back to it. Who do you even move to in forwards yeah. at the moment? Isn't, I mean, unless you're going to Chelsea defenders, I yeah. don't really see any any options massively jumping out right yeah. now. So, you know, you're moving from one turd to another essentially most of the time <laughs> just so, turd hopping <laughs> yeah just turd hopping so just just leave it on the turd you're on and you yeah. never know it might be <laughs> awesome what a what a fitting way to round off the show um thanks so much for your questions everyone um just a reminder the fancy uh, football scout members area has got loads of useful opta powered stats there for sky and fpl managers alike so do check out the website for details in the meantime um luke thanks so much for joining me and good luck with your game week in sky Thanks a lot, mate. Catch you on the next one.